0: that you are the bread of heaven come down. We thank you for being that bread. We pray now that your words may come alive in our hearts and in our minds. We pray this to your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Our text this morning is from the Gospel of John. We read previous to the passage just read for you that a large crowd began following Jesus. They followed him because of all the miraculous healings he had been performing. And when Jesus went off with the disciples and they sat to eat, the crowd followed them and Jesus had compassion upon them. And he took five loaves of bread and two fish that a small boy had. He broke them, he gave thanks, and he multiplied them. And he fed 5,000 people that day. It was a miracle that convinced the crowd, he must be the Messiah. Jesus immediately sent his disciples home, in the boats, across the Sea of Galilee to Capernaum. And he himself slipped away for scripture says that he knew they had set it in their hearts to establish him as their king. John records that the next day, others came looking for Jesus to that very spot, but he was nowhere to be found. So they took their boats and they sailed to Capernaum also. They wanted to find the disciples and learn where Jesus had gone. And when they got there, they were surprised to see that Jesus was already there. When they expressed their surprise, Jesus ignored their inquiry of how he had gotten there so quickly. Rather, he confronted their motivation He told them essentially that they had not come to follow him as the Messiah, even if they thought they had, but rather they had come for food to fill their stomachs. They heard of the miracle of the loaves. Then Jesus does what he does so well, switching from the mundane to the spiritual. And he says to them, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. And the crowd said to Jesus, What must we be doing these, for these works of God? They did not understand that Jesus was talking to them about eternal life and not about works. That they must somehow earn. So Jesus clarified for them, and he said, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom he has sent. Now they understood. The work was to believe in the Messiah, and they were pretty sure that Jesus was talking about himself. So they said to him, then what sign do you do that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. The day before, Jesus had multiplied the loaves. Had they forgotten that miracle? The rabbis had taught that when the Messiah came, he would provide bread from heaven just as Moses had for the people wandering in the wilderness. But Jesus corrected this when he said it was not Moses who provided the bread, but God. God had provided manna when they wandered in the wilderness. And now God was providing a bread, a new bread from heaven to sustain them to eternal life. Jesus said, for the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. The bread of heaven leads unto eternal life is a person from heaven. And Jesus was talking about himself Seven times in this chapter, he will refer to himself as the bread come down from heaven. It was an unmistakable declaration that he was saying, he is God in the flesh. Then Jesus invited them to come and eat from him, to believe and drink from him so that they might have eternal life. He said, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Of course, Jesus was speaking metaphorically to them. To come to Jesus meant to believe in him. It was not just a mental assent to some doctrine about him, but rather it was to trust him, to submit themselves to his leadership and his authority over them. It is this person, Jesus says, who will never hunger or thirst, but will know eternal life. We read at the end of this chapter that this was a sermon from Jesus said to the people in the synagogue of Capernaum. And in it, Jesus illustrated that coming and believing is like eating and drinking. To come to Jesus and to believe in him means to receive him within, to sustain you spiritually, just as you might receive food and drink to sustain you physically. Jesus went on to say more to them. He said, "'But I said to you that you have seen me "'and yet do not believe.'" All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given to me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up on the last day. The crowd responded like the Israelites in the wilderness. They grumbled and they murmured against what he said. John records, so the Jews grumbled against him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They said to one another, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus did not respond by trying to convince them of his true identity, nor of the truth that he had proclaimed to them. Instead, Jesus affirmed the sovereignty of God over himself and over his mission and over all people. He proclaimed the gospel boldly to them, the good news of God's sovereign love that saves through his sacrificial death. Listen to what Jesus said. Do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will all be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God, for he has seen the Father. is my flesh. Jesus was declaring that salvation begins with God. It is God's work. And the work of humanity is to choose to believe. It is difficult for us to understand how God's sovereignty and human responsibility work together when the great 19th century preacher Charles Spurgeon was asked how these two can be reconciled, he simply answered, I never try to reconcile friends. It is the Father's will that sinners be saved and that those who trust in his Messiah be secure in their salvation, which is secured by his sacrificial death. It is his promise to all of us who come and believe, who eat and drink from him. Jesus continued. He said to them, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. While Jesus was speaking metaphorically, the crowd was thinking literally. The Jews then disputed among themselves, saying, How can this man give us flesh to eat? And Jesus responded to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever feeds on my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. and died. Whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. John records that when many of the disciples heard it, they simply said, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? And they turned back and no longer walked with Jesus. Jesus, of course, was talking about spiritual food spiritual food and drink that leads to eternal life, food and drink that is based upon the atonement that he would make, giving up his life for the forgiveness of our sin, to assuage the anger of God against sins. Jesus invited the crowd to come and believe. He invited them to eat and drink. This morning, you are invited to do likewise in communion. I won't cloud this up by saying lots of things to try to make you understand. I'll simply ask that you consider the text this morning. Consider who Jesus is. Ponder how he is the bread of life come down from heaven as we prepare to remember and celebrate all that he is and all that he has done in communion this morning. And as we sing, may it be our prayer.